Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science. You name it, if it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is Obi-Wan Kenobi begins Nerd Out. I am your host, Austin, and with me, as always, is the amazing Amanda. The wild... But elusive Jekka. The rambunctious Bob. And Burn. Brady Burn. Yeah, hello. Ooh. Oh, we got a whole lot to cover tonight. Obviously, we're going to be talking uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but the Star Wars talk ain't stopping there because of Star Wars celebration. There's a whole lot of Star Wars to talk about. We got some non-Star Wars stuff too, to include the first trailer for Willow has been released, and the first trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. The official trailer has been released, and a whole lot more. So make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button. We would love to nerd out with you each and every week. And if you've already hit that podcast subscribe button, you know what I'm going to say. Plus ten nerd XP to you. XP. We love you guys, and for everyone else, as soon as you hit that podcast subscribe button, you too can start earning some nerd XP. Nerd XP. Jekka, what's nerdy with you? Um, so I know we're gonna be talking about this next week, but I pretty much watched all of Stranger Things season four Friday and yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> all seven episodes. I just sat there and watched them all. And it was funny. Because, you know, Stranger Things, I'm not going to give away anything. I'll save that for next week. But um, so Stranger Things, it revolves a lot around D&D. And this season in particular, they kind of shine a light on like that early belief of like D&D was very satanic and was corrupting kids that played it. <laughs> it just made me laugh because yesterday I had a D&D game and it's with the Curse of Strahd, which is like the Dracula based story game. And I was just laughing when I was watching Stranger Things because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be playing that game tomorrow this is great <laughs> so it was so fun so i remember my mom giving me that warning like how kids had died from following yeah. dm instructions and i was just like this doesn't sound like the game i've been playing for a year before you've even warned me yeah my mom um, did the same i Hi. almost died from playing dnd you know my characters almost died several times stupid strad <laughs> i i grew up but, yeah. in a very fundamentalist town in east texas and play D D and i i guess that i gained the reputation as the devil worshiper because to the point where the sheriff of the county called my house asking what i was going to be doing on halloween <laughs> we heard wow. he's gonna, we heard he's gonna kill some people this weekend uh no i was gonna go shoot some pool and have a burger but that's that's the kind of place i grew up in Wow. And I was was showing a pastor once. I was like, no, this is how you roll stats. And I rolled three sixes, which is great until I looked at it. And then I was like, wait, I got got six, six, six. Maybe this isn't going the way I thought it should go. (laughs) I would have loved to have grown up in your neighborhood, uh, Brady. It would have been a lot of fun. It was, it it, it was in, in retrospect. (laughs) Well, Bob, what's learning with you? Um, I upgraded my uh, computer. I've the last time I touched anything in it was probably back in 2018. But I uh, 
I finally got enough rewards over uh, various credit cards and uh, stores <laughs> that I was able to get uh, enough money at Best Buy to go for a Ryzen 5. Nice. Um, yeah, 5600X. I decided to go for that rather than a Ryzen 7 or a 9 because I'm not doing anything that requires more than 12 threads. In fact, I'm reasonably certain I've never touched more than three threads at once. So, And for those of you who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, you are right there with the rest of the country. <laughs> I raised most my people hand. Have, most people have yeah. absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Unless they're Do like you me need a needle. That's all I have to ask. Mm. <laughs> for the threads. No. I'm glad no. I'm not the one asking that question. <laughs> all right. But that, that's all I got. But I can tell you this much. Europa Universalis 4 is no longer slowing down. Uh, well, it's like a 30-year-old game, so it shouldn't be. 30-year-old? It's only kidding. like 10 years old. Um, exactly. That's <laughs> that's 30 in computer years. Yeah. Right? All right, Brady, what's nerdy with you? Um, a couple of things. I got my I had trouble with my Cali Linux box. I got it reloaded. But I found a use for my original I've had I have like a stack of uh of uh Raspberry Pis. And anybody who fools with Raspberry Pi knows that they are impossible to find right now because oh, yeah. of the supply chain stuff. The ETA on them is April of twenty three, I think, when they're gonna be getting them in. But a buddy of mine bought a whole load of them. Uh before the uh, shortage, so he sold me one of his Pi fours with eight eight meg or eight gigs of. Uh, Ooh, RAM. nice! But I have an old Pi like original sitting around, and uh, so I took that and I'm turning that into a Twitter bot just for the fun of it. But um, what's that? The Amanda. worst part of this conversation is I heard Raspberry Pi, and I thought <laughs> Raspberry Pi. And now I'm wanting Raspberry <laughs> Pi, and you keep talking about other things that are not related to Raspberry Pi. Just no, saying. One, one other I'm thing I wanted to mention had really a quick. Pie. One other thing I wanted to mention really quick is a uh, is I did watch a new series, or I don't know how new it is, but I watched a series on uh, Prime that is kind of sci-fi uh, based in current day. It's called uh, The Outer Range, and stars Josh Brolin, and it's eight episodes. It is a very original storyline, and it is very um it's kind of dark if you're looking for a happy happy show this isn't it but it is really good i mean the performances in that show are amazing and the the storyline is completely rich it's almost like a american gothic it's it's really good if you if you have spare cycles i mean we've got a lot of stuff coming out right now but if you have any spare cycles I highly recommend putting it on your list. It's called The Outer Range, and it's on Prime. And that's it. I got a few other things, but I could talk all day. That's cool. So, Amanda's next, but she ran off. <laughs> wait, wait. I hear her coming. She's coming I back. was going to say, I have a breaking news on what's nerdy with me. I guess my parents got a short subscription to Apple TV just until oh. July. Don't know. So, what are they I know watch? what I'll be watching. I need to watch this Severance everyone's talking about. Yeah. So. Oh, Severance. Yeah. That, so. and I will be new, watching this coming week. The new David Attenborough dinosaur documentary. I want to watch oh, that. Yeah. I hear oh, it's I want to see that too. I've yeah. started it. Prehistoric Earth, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I have enjoyed the morning show as well. That one was fun. 
Ted, Ted Lasso and from oh, Ted Lasso is really good and Foundation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot on there. Yeah, we have a lot for you to watch, Jekka. So be Se- Severance, Severance number one, which is really <laughs> which is really surprising because I honestly did not peg Apple for coming up with good TV. <laughs> it, just, it, it took them a little while to start getting their uh, stuff together. So, anyways, did you guys watch Greyhound? I'm uh-uh. not. Not yet. Oh, it is. Really good. It's Tom Hanks playing Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, Greyhound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have oh. watched that. Actually, they announced on Apple TV uh, that they're bringing a uh, Band of Brother-esque TV show from Tom Hanks to Apple TV. So we're going to get some oh. more of that. And and on top of that, they're bringing out a sequel to uh, Greyhound. A sequel wow. to that? Yeah, they're doing something with it. So probably the way back to the United States from uh, <laughs> from Europe. Yeah, well, it, that battle lasted for months, and it was back and mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Interesting. It's amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right, Amanda, what's nerdy with you? Okay. So we had about eleven kids total in our house to watch Willow. <laughs> Almost all of them have never seen it. It was twelve. We had twelve kids. Most we, of them really liked it. Yeah, except I had my son go. I'm not going to watch this, and he watched well, he, he, mid movie. He, he snuck off and played video games downstairs, and we didn't even realize until pretty much the end of the end of the movie. We're like, where did he go? I, I actually knew earlier than that because he came to get my phone so he could take a picture of his high score mid movie. Yeah, I've, I haven't shown Willow to my kids yet. I want to, but I'm not, I'm just not. It's a slower movie, and I'm just not sure how it's going to hold up. So. So it holds up really well, especially if they've played D&D. Right. And yeah, t- tell them this. Like, if you like D&D, then you're then you're going to like the movie. And I think that kind of puts them in the right mindset to watch it. So now I got something to add to that. Okay. So I love the movie theater experience. And I try to replicate that here at the house to include. I make people watch a bunch of trailers and like movie theater yeah. bumpers. <laughs> she does. Now. now I love it because we have there's a bunch of kids. They've never been to our house before. I, they got their popcorn. They got their candy. They got some pizza. They're sitting down. They're watching trailer after trailer after trailer. And what do I hear one of the kids say? I hear one of them complaining about all the trailers before the movie. <laughs> and I'm and I and and I and I'm and I'm just thinking to myself. I'm so happy right now that this kid, <laughs> this kid is complaining about how many trailers there are before the movie. Like we're really replicating that movie theater experience. And it just put a big smile on my face that this kid was annoyed. So <laughs> that means that kid is going to be like me where the trailer portion of the movie theater experience is my buffer to getting to the theater, getting my ticket, getting food, and then getting in my seat before so the movie starts. Like that's buffer. My buffer. <laughs> I actually, um, I actually do start it while we're getting while we're popcorn doing food all that ready yeah. and everything. Yeah. So that way the kids that got the food first because because have to sit through it longest. because it, but but that replicates the movie theater yeah. experience too because like people are coming in as the trailers are going. So I I don't know, I love it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh but, but there were moments like that we, like we knew we were coming and so we're watching the kids oh, yeah. like waiting for the jumps. Watching live reactions. It was it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I, I felt kind of creepy because I'm staring at all these kids as they're watching the movie, just so I could see their reaction. And I was thinking, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm kind of glad the parents aren't here because they'd probably they'd probably see like a good thirty minutes of me just staring at their kids in the middle of the movie. Also, uh, standing over in the corner eating popcorn. I, I love reaction videos. So, so like a bunch of kids never seen the movie. Of course, I'm going to watch them for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. So whole movie. Uh, yeah. It, it, I have to admit, it did feel a little creepy, but I, it didn't stop me. So. <laughs> yeah, the kids did not mind. Like, it was all in fun of watching the movie and Willow. And the best part is, is at the end, we let them watch the trailer, which we're going to talk oh, about yeah, a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, the new trailer. Yeah, they watched that too. Yeah, they seemed excited. I'm, I'm, it, it was a good experience. So, All right, I got a little what nerdy, what's nerdy with you. Top Gun Maverick came out. Amanda and I, Amanda and I saw that in the theater, uh, and I really enjoyed it. it it's, uh, it's better than the first one. A very worthy sequel. Uh, everything you everything you read about the uh, the in flight uh, camera work is is right on the money. It was just fantastic to watch. In fact, I read something earlier today. There is a scene in which, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, this isn't really um, this isn't really a spoil anything. But there's a scene in the movie in which Top Gun, well, I'm sorry, in which Maverick, the character Maverick, has to fly his plane in such a way that inspires uh, all the students. And uh, I just read that the director, this is going to blow your mind, Amanda, the director got special permission uh, from the Navy to have one of their planes that Tom Cruise was in. Tom Cruise didn't actually fly it. He's in the back. There's somebody else flying it. But um, the Navy gave special permission to fly uh, 50 feet off the ground uh, doing all that crazy stunt work at over 600 miles an hour. And that doesn't really happen too often. Yeah, just real crazy flight a lot of lot of fun glad we saw it in the theater so yeah, yeah. do they use the uh f-18 in this uh the f-18 is in this yes yes oh i didn't know if that's like you know the f-14 is yeah. so it's so emblematic of the first they top do so so use... so they they there's multiple ships in yeah, this. They, yeah they use a lot of ships, different planes. planes i mean <laughs> yeah they, they use a few different planes yeah yeah so it'll be in there Anyways, we got a whole lot to cover tonight and a whole lot of Star Wars, so strap in, folks. Let's get to some nerd news. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. And what is the news that should be on your nerd radar? Well, the official trailer for Thor Love and Thunder has been released That's right, Marvel has dropped the official trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder, packed with new footage, including our first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. The trailer also offers new details on the epic story that finds Thor reuniting with Jane Foster, a.k.a. Mighty Thor, as they team up to take down Gore. The official synopsis says Thor is on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who to Thor's surprise inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjornor, 
Mjolnir. Whatever. Like, like I'm going to pronounce that correctly. Mjolnir. After after 20-some years. You got to talk to your Norse. (laughs) uh, Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the god Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it is too late. Thor, Love and Thunder opens in theaters July 8th, right around the corner. Let's hit that trailer and talk about it afterwards. Here we go. Kids, get the popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months, and six days. Give or take. My, uh, sensing feelings. Well, you're right. The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. Just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. You are not like the other gods of Kiln. You have something worth fighting for. Let's see who you are. I take off your disguise. And flip. Oh, flip too hard, damn it! <laughs> Shall we help him? And eventually, grape. So I gotta admit, I hadn't seen this trailer until right before the uh, show. I, I don't know if it came out of nowhere or what, but uh, you know, I had totally forgotten that Christian Bale was going to be playing the big baddie in there. I didn't even recognize him. I didn't even draw the line until um, you mentioned it when introducing the trailer. So, I mean, this is looking like a great Taika Waititi. I'm assuming he directed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. But I mean, he's in up. it. Like, yeah. He, well, voyage, he's certainly yeah. in it. Yeah. He's unmistakable in there. But, um, but yeah, this looks great. And how about Natalie Portman? Holy cow. Such a great you see those? Did you see those arms, yeah. man? She's put in some work. Uh-huh. That is hardcore. I <laughs> hear that story behind her. I think I've got to see this movie just to hear that story. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how she became Mighty Thor. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, and, you know, if you're looking at the trailer, look, this isn't going to be multiverse of madness, right? Um, you know, it's not that heavy. It doesn't seem, but it's uh, it seems on brand for Thor and Thor's character. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun um so yeah yeah i'm I'm excited to see this the trailer looks great oh yeah that one scene 
Ah, you flicked too hard. Oh my word. <laughs> so what I loved about the scene was the pack the like the bag of grapes they were having looked like a bag of popcorn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yes. Now that's what I want is I want don't, a don't bag be, of grapes. Don't be saying yes too too enthusiastically now, Amanda. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about like instead I'm, of like right popcorn grapes. You. I'm right next to you. I'm more interested in the bag of grapes. <laughs> okay, I just want to I just, just, just is that a euphemism or something? <laughs> <laughs> I just no, I'm, honestly I'm like for healthier things to watch movies with. Sure. And I'm, like, mm. <laughs> I'm with you, Amanda. I too like food. <laughs> I <laughs> I you. laughed so hard when that scene happened, and and I love um, I love uh, Chris Helmsworth's uh, uh, response. I mean, he just seems he seems like so and. Enth- over enthusiastically uh, against what just happened, and he's the only one in the room. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was some fainting going on there. Yeah, pretty funny stuff. You know, I I have to admit, like th- somehow this one also slipped past my radar, and I don't really uh, know why that that was the case. Like it took like a, almost like a full week before I realized this trailer had come out. I think well, there's just yeah, there's there's so much that's been coming out that somehow I I just missed the trailer. I don't know. Yeah, there lot. is a lot, a lot has hit this week. Yeah. And the fact that this one slipped by is kind of a, kind of a shame, but at the same time, you know, yeah. it looks great. And when, when is the release date on that? I didn't July see. July 8th. Wow. Coming up quick. Indeed. Indeed. So, all right, moving on. The first teaser trailer for Star Wars Andor has been released. That's right. The Star Wars series Andor, which serves as a prequel to Rogue One uh, has released the first teaser trailer. It was announced that the series will be released on Disney Plus on August 31st with a two-episode launch. The series will be released in two parts with the story of part two leading right up to the events of Rogue One, and it will start production this fall. Andor is set five years before the events of Rogue One, and it tracks how and why Cassian joined the Rebellion as the Empire aggressively expands its reach across the galaxy. Forrest Whitaker is reprising his performance from Rogue One as Clone Wars veteran and radical insurgent Saw Gerrera. And Genevieve O'Reilly is returning as Mon Mothma, one of the founders of the Rebel Alliance. So look for Andor on Disney Plus August 31st. Okay, let's take a listen to the trailer. Here we go. Ah. satisfied. They're watching me now. Soon enough, these days will end. 
something up. That's what a reckoning sounds like. So, I have to say, um, this trailer was way more intense than I was anticipating. Mm. Like, I don't know what I was like, every, like talking about Andor and hearing like, oh, we're going to do this. This is going to happen. I was like, OK, cool. And I think I was expecting something along the lines of like all the other Star Wars we've been seeing. And then I watched that trailer and I was like, whoa, this is like intense spy movie atmosphere. Oh, the word I want to say yeah. is poinky, which is Japanese. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was kind of blown away by that. And I'm like, OK expectations are raising now because i'm like whoa intense storyline okay like this se- like to me this feel i almost like my expectations are that we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of like this the empire taking over you know like a, a grittiness we haven't seen yet kind of so thing I don't part know. of what i loved about yeah. the trailer was the percussion yes and how the percussion built and at the end where she says this is how it be like that basically the people are rising up and that, that was the whole feeling of the percussion is people were adding to it. People were joining mm. in mm-hmm. and yeah. that, that like had this rising feeling. Interesting. I didn't catch that. And that's what I loved so much about the trailer. Like I, the first thing I noticed about the trailer was the music, which yeah, was the percussion. Definitely. It wasn't really, it wasn't really music. It was the percussion. It was yeah. the rhythm. And so that was my favorite part of the trailer. And I actually just caught that end part now because I was so interested in the percussion part. But when she said, this is what, like, I'm trying to remember the phrase that she used, but it was the, the rising up feeling. Yeah it, yeah. it just capped it off everything that they were, had been building up in the trailer. Interesting. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty this cool. is looking really good. My, my, uh, looks like my low key crush on Mon Mothma is going to be, uh, <laughs> catered to a little bit there but uh but yeah this does and and i'm right there with you jacka i mean this does it looks gritty the 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 worst thing i've heard about this is that it leads right up to rogue one which means there probably will not be a season two well this is this is the series i've been looking forward to the most after all of Hmm. all the series that were announced because i love rogue one so much and i've been really excited to see what they do with andor yeah yeah so we actually got uh, uh, a fan reaching out to us about the trailer. So David B says, I think I like that Disney and Star Wars is doing more with series than cinema with these sort of projects. Gives them the opportunity to develop deeper and richer stories without compromising on quality or production value for the most part. You know, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I can see where we're getting deeper stories. Because that's that's what TV kind of does, but but I I miss Star Wars on the big screen. Um, and and the and the one thing you know, you know maybe I should save it for Obi Wan, but I think I'm going to say it now. The one thing that I I kind of miss about Star Wars on uh, on cinema screens versus TV is the hype. Like the hype seems to be uh, muted a bit. Like they're not putting in the same um, the same effort to 
to advertise the TV shows at the same level. And so the hype is kind of muted. And and I, I, I realize about myself, I like, for me, I like getting hyped up about nerdy things. And it's it's almost just as fun as the actual TV show or movie itself. And so, uh, but, but thanks, David, for reaching out. We appreciate the comment. So uh, moving on. The first teaser trailer for Lucasfilm's Willow sequel TV series has been released. That's right. During the big Lucasfilm presentation at Star Wars Celebration, the first teaser trailer was revealed for the highly anticipated Willow sequel series. The show takes place years after the events of the original Willow film. It introduces all new characters to the enchanted realm of fairy queens and two-headed Obelisk monsters and welcomes back its namesake hero Willow Offgood, performed once again by the unmatchable Warwick Davis. The story revolves around a group on a mission to save a kidnapped prince. The members of this group include Dove, whose backstory resembles that of Willow from the movie. Dove is an unassuming kitchen maid who proves she is the chosen one as she embarks on the journey. She is joined by Kit the princess whose twin brother was abducted. She is destined to be a leader and ultimately the queen. Jade, a servant who is Kit's best friend and moral compass and who is on her way to become the best young warrior in the kingdom and joined finally by someone named Sellers who is said to play a resourceful character with sharp and wit. So Willow comes to Disney Plus September 30th. Okay, let's take a listen to the trailer. Here we go. There is a story of a child destined to be an empress. And the unlikely hero. There is a balance between all things. Light and shadow. Good and evil. balance is upset the universe corrects the world needs you again it needs your magic into the unknown so that's I... where we must go <laughs> not yet amanda If you had watched the trailer as much as I have over the last few days, I you, have you, watched you, you the trailer as much as you have. I've been rolling my <laughs> eyes too much, um, but I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, I like a lot of. I, I really enjoyed rewatching Willow because I caught things because I watched the trailer before oh, watching Willow again. Yes. Like how um, Shalindria's wand actually is like evaporates with Bav Morda, mm-hmm. and it's in the trailer. It is. So so check this out. In uh in the trailer we also see Willow seems to be like some sort of reddish background misty environment. We don't actually see anything. And that's where Willow like raises his hand and his wand turns his his staff turns green. But right beforehand we see we see the wand enter the frame and then Willow does the whole hand thing to turn his thing green and when i saw that after seeing the movie will i almost thought like 
is this like the evil queen Bav Morda spirit coming to like attack Willow and he's like not this time or something like there's like a con like a, a battle confrontation going on I, I don't know but there was something else that we noticed too um it was um the symbol for Bav Morda's army yeah which was on shields and on gongs is in the trailer as well yes the door, if the big circle door with the uh, interesting uh, design, that same design is on, yeah, Bavmorda's army, and and uh, and we see that. So so that door he's going up to has something to do with the evil queen Bavmorda, or at least the history. Yeah, yeah. So 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 when we when we first saw this, we we recorded our reaction on YouTube, and and I realized I. I realized that watching this trailer was like the fulfillment of something I've been thinking about for decades, decades. I've been wanting a Willow sequel TV series. And like my brain at the time was having a little bit of difficulty accepting that all I had to do was push play and I could see the trailer. And, and I, and I, I was thinking about like, like, by the time that I saw that this trailer was available and we actually watched it, like I, I like I waited a good hour, and I, I like because my brain just couldn't accept that I was going to be watching this thing. And so on the YouTube video, we were explaining that, and we had, we had a uh, we had somebody uh, respond to that. Josh R said, "Oh my heck, I was cracking up watching the two of you. Uh, I could hear the eye rolls from over that here. Was that was a man. Wanted eye to rolls. start the trailer." I had no idea this was coming. And to be honest, although I saw the original as a kid, I didn't remember a ton about the movie. But wow, what a wave of nostalgia hit when I saw this trailer for the first time. Looks like it should be amazing. Thanks for having such a great time. I don't know. What, 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 did, you, what did you guys see in the trailer that stood out to you? I think just the production quality. I mean, oh, yeah. you look at that and I mean, it looks top notch. And Warwick Davis, man, he looks like he is going to be great in this mm -hmm. role. It's much more of a much more of a sage type, you know, and it just, I mean, just all in all, I, I when, when a Willow series was announced, I was kind of like, eh, that's cool. Whatever. I mean, I, I, I knew Willow and I liked it and all that. It was kind of campy or whatever. And you know what, but looking at this trailer, holy moly, I'm excited to see this. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, I was asking Austin if we had the Willow um, game because I remember playing that as a kid, and I think I played that more than I watched the movie. <laughs> so I really want to play that before the sequel comes out. Very funny. Very funny. All right, moving on. Star Wars Ahsoka footage was revealed at Star Wars Celebration, including... Revealing that Star Wars Rebels characters will also be in the TV show. So during the Mandalorian presentation at Star Wars Celebration, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, as well as Rosario Dawson, had a big treat to share with fans. They screened the very first footage from the live-action Ahsoka series, and more characters from Rebels have been confirmed to make their way to live action. It will be interesting to see who ends up playing Ezra and Hera because it has not been revealed yet. But the footage did reveal that Ezra Bridger, Hera, and Sabine will all appear in the series. But the only person they announced was actress Natasha Liu Bordizo. I think that's how you say her name. But anyways, she's the only person they have announced who is playing Sabine. Whoever's playing Ezra and Hera, they have not announced yet. So... 
the footage that they did show was brief, but it certainly packed a punch with the fans there. There are a lot of teasing shots and characters and locations. The best shot, according to the internet, is a shot featuring uh, Dawson as Ahsoka looking stoic as she removes her hood from her head. We also see the ghost starship from Rebels, and the last shot features wall art of the characters from Rebels with a focus on Ezra. Then the real Ezra actually steps into frame, but we only see the back of his head before it cuts to black. The panel was super tight-lipped on the series, and no one would say anything about it, but showrunner Dave Filoni did say uh, Ahsoka is a continuous story, it is definitely driving towards a goal in my mind, as opposed to being a little singular adventures. There's, uh, that's what I want the character to be doing, and I think that's what the fans want now. They have such a relationship with her. I've only recently started to understand all those kids that watch the Clone Wars are now a lot o- older. They're very excited about all things they grew up with, as they should be. End quote. So Ahsoka coming to Disney Plus sometime in 2023. So I want to see this footage now. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been released to anybody yeah. except for those in attendance. Oh, man. Sorry. <clears throat> My throat's all weird. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm a diehard Ahsoka fan. Oh, yeah. She is awesome. I mean, you all know that. <laughs> I always rave about it. So Everybody I'm like Everybody should be a diehard Ahsoka fan. Super stoked for this. Um, I will say, though, I'm like... I don't want it to be another Star Wars Rebels. Like, I'm happy to have the Rebels characters there, but it's like, remember, let's keep the focus on Ahsoka. But it sounds like she will be more prevalent in this than, like, she, because Star Wars, she was more like a cameo. I mean, in Star Wars Rebels. So it sounds like here she's going to be more front. So I'm but, super stoked. It sounds like she's just going to be a member of the crew. Yeah. So. And the ghost, like, ah, yes. Which means they got to have Chopper. <laughs> yep. Yep. A, so- a chopper's coming to live stream. Yeah. Uh, that. They didn't Just mention like anything in... about Zeb. I wonder if they would bring Zeb back. That would be interesting. That would be yeah. interesting. So, but I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Oh yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, moving on. The Mandalorian season three will be exploring a tensing relationship between Din Djarin and Bo Katan. So Dave Filoni and John Favreau announced that the third season of The Mandalorian will premiere on Disney Plus in February 2023. And it was also revealed that Katie Sackhoff will be returning to reprise her role as Bo-Katan, Kreese. And it looks like season three will be exploring a tensing relationship between Pedro Pascal's Din Djarin. So those in attendance, again, were lucky enough to be treated to an exclusive teaser trailer. And the footage showed the armorer telling Din Djarin that redemption is no longer possible, obviously referring to what happened in the Book of Boba Fett, but Din Djarin and Grogu are heading off to Mandalore to attempt to find forgiveness for his transgressions. The footage also showed Bo-Katan, and it looks like she she's going to be having an antagonistic role in the story because there's no doubt she wants the Darksaber back. There was a scene between her and Grogu in the trailer where she asked him, did you think your father was the only Mandalorian? There's also a shot of her sitting on a throne and sporting a different hairstyle than we've seen before. So the Mandalorian season three is coming out February 2023 to Disney+. Plus. Bob, what do you think of all this news? 
Oh, I think you're on mute, buddy. Sorry about that. I am super excited, but honestly, I think uh, I think we should all acknowledge the fact that this is not The Mandalorian Season 3. This is The Mandalorian <laughs> Season 4. In some um, ways, yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that this is just, that uh, this has all been the story of the of uh, Din, Din Djarin and uh, and Grogu. So, I think that uh, I think it's going to be great. I think as long as they uh, can, as long as they got a good solid story to go off of, and that they're not simply just cashing in on this. It'll be awesome, and that's what it looks like. It looks like they have a good, solid plan in front of them. So, do you think they'll have uh, Boba Fett showing up in this as well? Boba Fett on Mandalore? I don't think we've ever seen that. That'd be pretty cool. I think I, I don't think they're going to necessarily uh, distance themselves from Boba Fett, but I think that they're going to. Now that they've introduced the fact that he's there, I think they're going to allow him, you know, some breathing room from Din Djarin. So maybe we'll get like an episode about Boba Fett, like we did with an episode about Jin Jajar in Book of Boba Fett. So <laughs> maybe. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting, for sure. So, all right, moving on. Lucasfilm is announcing a new Star Wars TV series titled Star Wars Skeleton Crew. So Lucasfilm officially announced a new Star Wars series being developed by Spider-Man trilogy director John Watts titled Star Wars Skeleton Crew, and Jude Law is set to star in the series. So Skeleton Crew will take place in the post-Return of the Jedi Mandalorian era. It's being described as a galactic version of the classic Amblin coming-of-age coming adventure films of the 80s. So we're talking about like films like Goonies, for example, uh, in which the story follows four 10-year-olds from a tiny little planet, and they end up getting lost in the Star Wars galaxy. And when Watts came on stage to talk a little bit about the series, he explained that even though the series is about kids, it isn't a kid's show. Dave Filoni also added that all the new Star Wars shows, including this one, will all intertwine in weird ways, end quote. So what exactly that means is, you know, remains to be seen, but a casting call is currently out for four children around ages 11 to 12 to fill the other roles in the show. Interesting. So, uh, hey, Austin. Hmm. How old are your kids? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> One of them's named Anakin. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be something. I'll be excited to see this. I mean, this is so far away from anything else that's been um that's been introduced in the Star Wars uh universe that you know, I don't know really how to respond to it. I mean, like like anything else, you know, I I I'll be excited to see it, but I I'm I'm pending. I'm I'm holding back a little bit until until I see a little bit more, yeah. right? You know, I mean, it sounds like a a visions episode that's just a season, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's okay. That you know, and that's fine. I think it'll be interesting I to th see this. I think it's it'll kind be of detached. Fun. Yeah, I mean, well, and you know, it'll probably be detached in a lot of ways from some of the other uh, some of the other lore we already have. So it's you know, maybe even a found yeah. a new foundation. But um, but yeah, I mean, how can you not want to see that? 
right? So we'll see how it goes. So, so I actually heard rumors about this show uh, that ended up being correct. Now that you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I ended up hearing rumors about this show like a good like month and a half ago, two months ago, and I decided not to follow through with it because I originally thought, well, this doesn't quite seem legit. <laughs> Uh, but but back then those rumors were basically they're they're they were selling this as basically like a Star Wars Stranger Things in which a bunch of kids are going around on an adventure. Um, and a, as I read what they described in the you know at Star Wars Celebration, the rumor of a Star Wars Stranger Things with all these kids and their adventures kind of sounds legit now. And so I'm wrapping my head around that. And I have to admit, like, I don't think it would be too hard to do kind of spooky star wars in the star wars universe because there's a lot of spooky things that kids could find in the in the star wars galaxy so i'm kind of excited for this actually no watch, you watch saying cool you saying that austin there was a book a star wars book series i read when i was little that i loved called it was star wars galaxy of fear mm-hmm. and it was um these two kids i i remember so little from it it was like my favorite book series to read they were one of my favorites but yeah it was like horror it was like star wars meets goosebumps kind of thing mm-hmm. like that's what those books were and like it's about like a brother and sister oh, one cool. of them was force sensitive i like want to say it was the sister but i don't really remember but but yeah and it's pretty much they're like running like they're in hiding so they're trying to hide from like <clears throat> the sith and like the empire coming after them and they keep getting in these like scary situations so i'm like I wonder in a way if they're going to like draw on that. Cause it was yeah, like maybe. creepy. Like some of those books were really creepy. I'm yeah, going to, cool. uh, I'm going to add those right now to my, to my list for my kid who loves to read. <laughs> Good luck finding them. This is like back in the nineties. So Kindle baby. Yeah. Kindle. I was just about I'm to sure say probably you there. Can, yeah. You can find them online. So nice. All right, moving on. We got some more new star Wars to cover. Because Star Wars Tales of the Jedi TV series has officially been announced. So Liam Neeson, here's the big big news. Liam Neeson is officially set to reprise his role as Qui-Gon Jinn in Dave Filoni's upcoming animated anthology series titled Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. On top of that, Neeson's son will be voicing a younger version of the Qui-Gon character. So the younger version of Qui-Gon will actually appear alongside a younger version of Count Dooku, at the time known as Master Dooku. And the series will also tell new stories involving Mace Windu, Anakin Skywalker, and Ahsoka, and consists of six episodes in total, telling short stories that span many years over the course of the franchise, from Ahsoka's childhood and early years in the Jedi Temple, and we'll even see... Master Dooku training a young Padawan learner, Qui-Gon Jinn, and more. So Dave Filoni announced Tales of the Jedi at Star Wars Celebration, saying the show came about, quote, when flying back and forth working on The Mandalorian, I'd write stories on the plane to pass time, and I got these stories. I wanted to explore some characters and base them on ideas I had while making The Clone Wars but it wouldn't be a full show, end quote. So I, I I love that we've got more ideas coming out and it's kind of cool. It just, 
I'll have to wait till a trailer gets me interested. <laughs> really? I so right now it sounds like that anime Star Wars anthology. That well, was on yeah, Netflix, right? But it's it's the drawings. The drawings are more um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars drawings. So yeah, not quite that. I'm, I'm just saying, like the sound of it reminds me of that, where it's like more of an anthology. Well, it's, it, it, like, it's supposed to be. It, yeah. it, it's an anthology, but at the same time, it's like more history of different Jedi that we already know. know. I am super. I gotta admit, I'm super excited about this because I want to see. I do want to see a younger uh, Qui Gon. I want more stories of Qui Gon, and I think it'd be really fun to follow him and uh, Master Dooku. It around. would be interesting to see the fall of Dooku. Because we're gonna—I don't think we're gonna see the fall of Dooku here, because this 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 looks like a pretty young, you know, Jedi Padawan, uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Um, do you remember Clone Wars <laughs> when like the whole episode is dealing with Darth Maul? <laughs> All I'm gonna say is it's an anthology, so it Those doesn't have to stick episodes. to a straight linear. Like each each episode is gonna be its own thing. Um, but so it, it would be interesting to see that. I'm just. It, it, it's not hooking me. But we got baby Ahsoka right there in some pictures on the internet. I, I'm not a baby person. It's whatever. I, I'm I, with I'll you. I'll take toddlers. I'm gonna see a trailer. Babies, people can. Get I think. Babies. I I'm think okay this looks that. awesome. I, I'm. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm more excited for this than I am for the recently announced Star Wars Vision Season 2, although I'll probably watch it. I'll, Star I'll Wars Vision? They're, they're making another yes, one? Yes, that, that was announced today, oh. too. They also announced they also announced uh, Bad Batch Season 2. That looks good. That looks good. But and, I, I feel yeah. like they're just adding on some of these extra stuff that I'm like, let's, can we focus they, they, on They also announced a, uh, a, a, uh, a kid-oriented Star Wars show focusing on younglings in the temple uh, but that's like straight up for like younger kids so okay, could we focus can, can we get another one of those like the kids are like um the jedi young jedi course or something like that what was it called oh, again uh i don't know with uh, ahmed best yeah. yeah it was like uh american gladiators meets the jedi temple <laughs> <laughs> so, fun stuff all right, we got more Star Wars to talk about in Obi-Wan, so let's uh, let's get into our main event. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! Obi-Wan Kenobi! Begins Nerd Out! Stay hidden, or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? You still want Kenobi. He's gone. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. You can't run, Obi-Wan! You can't escape him! Hey, 
special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. It was that good when <laughs> listening to it again. <laughs> Not to be confused with the stop button. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we really, really appreciate all of you who've hit the podcast subscribe button. Please help us get the word out. Tell a friend about the podcast, and I invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Nerd all XP. Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> that was me trying to hold hold back a little bit. Or, 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 sh- or should I just unleash in a good way? Should I unleash right now? Uh, yes. Uh, Question um, mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here Get we go. Get it started. Go. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was spectacular. It was exactly what it needed to be. Honestly, I thought it was probably the best Star Wars since Rogue One. And and I and I I don't think I'm going out on too far of a limb to say that I think it was the best Star Wars we've seen on the big or small screen since Rogue One. Um, I concur. It it the the one thing that they tapped in perfectly was that this felt this felt like Star Wars so much in in every detail, like the the way. Uh, the music, uh, the acting, the the pacing, the editing, the, the the character development, it just really works so well. And um, and I think I couldn't find that in your Apple the? Music. <laughs> Not that off, Barry. It it uh, it worked on so many different levels because I think they had so many original. Uh, Star Wars creatives coming into this show with so much experience. I mean, we had we had Ewan McGregor, we had Hayden Christensen, we had John Williams coming in to do some music. You know, Dave Kimmy Filoni. Smith. Um, yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, uh, uh, Kimmy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy Schmidt. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, there were we had we had uh, the same actor that did Owen Lars coming in. I mean. There was, there was a lot of people that just knew how to do Star Wars coming into the show, both in front and behind the camera. Whoever wrote the dialogue for Leia as a 10-year-old and whoever picked that actress as a 10-year-old Leia, they both need to retire on the bonus money they were given. No, because my God. Is a, that was so terrible for me. So what? terrible. Was it? No. Oh, really? it was an absolute nightmare. I have a 11-year-old girl. Well. And, like, both she and I were like, this is like watching a 7-year-old. Like, they could have done 7, and that no, would have been no, okay, no, but no, no, not 10. She mm. was not 10. Oh, oh her age. So you're talking about yeah. the age. But yeah, the, character, the character, the character, the character was, was doing. fine. Okay. But for we're us, not, we're not, we're not here to complain. Such a suspension, like I couldn't suspend my disbelief on that because I have a ten-year-old or eleven-year-old. Amanda, so two bad. things I want to point out. One, this is in a galaxy a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. And number two, I have watched my daughter coming out of her high, or not her high school, but her uh, middle school. Right, she's in uh, fifth grade. I've watched her coming out of her middle school with all the people in her class. There's girls that I swear are look four to five years older than her, and girls that look oh, three yeah, to four yeah. years younger than her. Yeah, we get that too. And my my aren't your kids homeschooled? 
Yes. So <laughs> we 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 get together with a group of kids. Okay. So we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about Star Wars. I'm just gonna point out that my daughter is on the smaller size, mm-hmm. and so. For us to go, this was unrealistic. No, no, no. no I, I, I get what I, I you're get saying. Yeah. I do, but you wait, have wait, to admit. You wait. have to You have to admit you that she was about a billion times better than Phantom Menace Anakin. Yes. Uh, I'm not here to trash on Jake Lloyd. He Jake, was fine. Jake Lloyd did no, fine. He did fine Look, for what he was put, for the situation he was Le- put in. Leia but Leia was an amazing actress. She was believable, um, and she, had, she, had she channeled. She channeled a ten-year-old Leia. Yes, she what did. I would yeah. imagine a ten-year-old Leia to be just commanding Completely and agree. just absolutely like there. There was no questioning her. She so, she knew the situation. She's like, "This is what we're doing." I loved how she was like Jedi reading people's minds, using the force mm-hmm. to read people's minds and like get oh, their secrets. I, I didn't think about that. The, I don't know the if she way was... the actress played it off. I do agree. She did a phenomenal job doing that. She is 10 years old. But was um, she using the force? Oh, she is? Yeah. She was born June 4th of 2012. There you go, Amanda. So, well, <laughs> so she I, was I, nine. So when they there completely like, accurate. Uh, <laughs> there were certain things though that made her feel younger though. All right. No, I I I will say this to Amanda. It did throw me at first. Like I was like, oh, she's like seven or eight years old, and then I was like, wow, she's like really smart for a seven eight year old. And then I remembered, wait, this is ten years later, so she's ten. And then I was like, eh, you know, if she's eight or ten, like whatever. Clearly, they got a great actress for her. So I kind of like it. At that point, I was fine. Um. I do want to switch gears a little bit, go back to what Austin introduced with. I, for being two episodes, it felt like a movie. It was like movie quality to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I kind of wish I was in the movie theater and not on my couch. Yes. I really do wish that this was a movie theater experience and not a couch TV experience. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it really had that movie quality feel to it. And, um... Now I want to go back to Leia because I was very happy because like a part of me was like, oh, are we going to get a lot of focus on Luke? And I feel like we're not. I don't know if you got the vibe. I'm like, mm-hmm. are we going to get a more focus on Leia? And that's what this is totally going to be is like building that. up their relationship so that when New Hope rolls around, like her go-to person is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. But, but yeah. the, you know, and that makes sense. The, the bigger part, though, is. I don't want her to be in it too much because she doesn't really know him. She just knows that he is reliable. No, she, what, what, why? She can know him. Well, you help my father in the clone wars. Help me. Like if he's helping her, she's like, Hey, you've helped me in the past. Help me now. So, so what? She's using her father as a relationship. You're you're nitpicking. No, she makes a good point. She makes a good point. None you nitpick other things. You nitpick other it, things. So do not give me that. It it is also fighting. This goes to believability. It it what she's saying does make a lot of sense. If she already has an intimate relationship with him, why would she say, "Hey, you helped out my dad," instead of, "Hey, I need your help one more time." I'm maybe above Tatooine and prote- I need you to help. Maybe me she's protecting herself in case something uh gets gets uh uh 
Maybe the Empire gets a hold of the message beforehand. Okay, if she, if she, so if, is if she, she more was... important than having Vader in it? What? what? Absolutely. Okay, anyways, back to Leia. Her character was spot on. The 10-year-old actress was apparently 10 years old in the TV show as well. <laughs> nine. Nine, sorry. Okay, nine, whatever. Uh, she... Going back to... Uh, Alderaan was freaking sweet. Okay, oh, I yeah. love Alderaan. Alderaan, don't get attached. <laughs> oh my no, gosh! All... Exactly, Brady. I was like, oh, it's so pretty. Wait, it was. <laughs> uh, this is the, this is the first time we've really had a chance in the Star Wars universe to spend like serious amount of time on Alderaan, and it totally rivals. And it well, yes, but it totally rivals Naboo for like the most beautiful planet in the Star Wars galaxy. And uh, well, and I, I mean, you do have that Gungan infestation. And I was, <laughs> I was, I, I was blown away by how by how awesome Alderaan is. And and I I think by the end of this series, we're gonna find ourselves even more attached to Alderaan. So we'll have a lot more weight Ooh. when it gets blown up in Episode Four. I hope so. Actually, now that you bring that up, I hope so. I hope we oh, get yeah. more connection with Alderaan. So that when we go back and watch episode four, like it's even more devastating, you know, because yeah. I want to say like yeah. I watched the Clone Wars. So so like this is kind of a little off topic from Obi-Wan, but like that what you're saying there is exactly how I feel now when I watch Revenge of the Sith because I've watched the Clone Wars. Because the Clone Wars, you get Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship in such great detail that after I finished the Clone Wars, I like rewatched revenge of the sith and like it was like it makes all different it, it, it was it hurt like i was like oh my gosh i'm actually like in the movie theater i was like oh that's sad but now i'm like i am sad you know mm -hmm. i gotta um, say when they were showing alderaan i i know it's a little macabre but i was literally watching that going all of you people are going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> everyone i see will die in a flash so let, let's rewind a bit here and let's just acknowledge that Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan 10 years later mm -hmm. to a T. Oh, he did. I, I mean, like, love that. Sorry. I just love the fact that they took, they took in the fact that he, or he took into the fact that he wasn't, uh, he was trying not to be seen. He was trying not to interfere with anything. He was just there to yeah. uh, watch over Luke. And just the the sheer trauma, you could see the trauma in his mm -hmm. eyes. Like when he's like, I'm not that man anymore. Find someone else. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Find someone else. I think we're past spoilers. <laughs> I mean, but the way he said it was truly believable. It sent chills down my spine. I'm like, this is Obi-Wan. This yeah. is what Obi-Wan is now and this makes 100 percent sense yeah no, I, bob. I truly yeah. believed it yeah i totally agree with you bob i love how he's this broken defeated character from hiding Oof. like i love that about him and that like um i i i really like when owen was being confronted by the third sister by reva I was genuinely like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was it was a moment, I'll admit. It was a moment that I forgot that um, Owen has what's called, what one of my friends called plot armor. <laughs> that, 
because yeah. he was going to die in that moment because he dies later on, you know. But in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, what if she actually kills him? What is Obi-Wan going to do? And I totally forgot he's got plot armor, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. I And so I really <laughs> like that. And then also, like, the, the scene of, like, Obi-Wan going to and from work in his home how it's just oh, like this yeah. monotonous over and over Ugh. like a, a deadbeat mm-hmm. job that he's and just they keep doing. doing it over and over I again love that i thought that was so good to kind of like really cement his like yes. how hopeless like how defeated he was like emotionally so, defeated it's very it's I'm, very interesting yeah. i'm excited to see what they do with the fake jedi that now has gotten obi-wan onto his ship yeah. yeah, I. Uh, oh, I love that actor so. I much. like I liked his character a lot more well, than I thought I would. He just conned Obi Wan to taking Princess Leia onto his ship, knowing there's a bounty on him, knowing he's a Jedi. He just what kidnapped he the have? Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he though? Okay. I mean, well, it just depends on where they're going because he gave him a chip and said, "This will take you to where you need to go." So it's a matter of. Where's that going to take Obi Wan? Yes, and you know? and he totally was like, "Oh, we we just had him. I could have gotten him. Look how much money yeah, we can make did off say of that, him, didn't he?" Yes, and that's why I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm wanting to see where this goes because this guy is totally what, the scam what, artist. What's that actor's name? Um, um, I forget his name. Uh, Ku- Kumail Nataji or something like that. Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, he. Uh, he 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 plays he he's doing a pretty good job oh, of acting yeah. in this. I have to admit, because because yeah, I don't know which side of the fence he's on. Because I remember I remember that scene you're talking about where he 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 says something along the lines of "Oh, we've got him," or "We had him, now we missed him," whatever. And then he go and then he so believably helps Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I yeah you McGregor, I really like that the the arc of the first episode where we we do see Obi Wan beaten down so much. And then that last shot of him getting on the plane with with the lightsaber exposed, I really liked that. Like that, just that first episode had me like completely hooked into where this story was going, and uh, and I loved everything about it. The um, the the Inquisitors, um, the Inquisitors, uh, I I don't I don't fully know what what I. F- feel or think about the third sister this this new inquisitor um yeah i'm i'm kind of curious i'm i'm i i think that's kind of a hook into her storyline because a big part of me is like i want to know what makes her so off balance compared to the other ones because the other ones are like very focused you know and they keep saying like what like they they like acknowledge that she's being erratic to obtain like power and um ad like you know praise that's the word i'm looking she wants, for she wants vader's praise yeah, yeah. it could be yeah. that she was one of the kids when um uh, 66 was executed yeah that's, that's what i'm fan, wondering that's a fan theory that maybe she was one of those in the very first episode which by the way i love that opening the order 66 opening to episode one that was uh that was awesome so in the opening there was a girl because i didn't get to watch the opening but there was a girl who approached like what, what do you doing? didn't watch the opening what i i was in another room when you guys started I didn't, it, what? I didn't started it without me being in the same room i didn't know this oh, so i was really? related why did you walk away i, I didn't walk away i, I wasn't did, in the room 
You missed the entire Order 66 opening? Yes. We're going to have to rewatch it tonight. I can't believe this. I I really don't know what to Does say. That's like know? minus 15 partner points, Austin. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I you said you failed. I had no idea. Own the failure. I had no idea that you were not in the room. I was not in the room. So what was going on? What was going on through my head? So I could hear it though. I just wasn't able to be watching what's going on. I I I wanted to think because I couldn't see. Was she the girl asking? What do we do now? I assumed the boy was the boy who got the. Jedi who got killed later on in the series that escaped. The boy that got killed later it could on be. in the series. I don't know what you're talking one about. One that approached Obi Wan was like, "Help me! Like, let's, oh. let's we can work together." And Obi Wan's like, "No, bury your lightsaber in the sand and live a normal life." That was that was an intense character moment. It was Obi Wan. That was so intense. And it was. <sighs> Why was it so intense? Because it wasn't like, like a life or death intense moment. It it was like an intense moment of 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 who is this Obi Wan now? Well, that's that's what hmm. I felt was intense about it. Because if you think back to like the Clone Wars and like Obi Wan before that fight on Mustafar, like anyone that came to him, especially another Jedi, like he would drop everything and help them. You know. And so for him, and, and the thing too, like this is again, like I think a, a big hats off to Juan McGregor's acting. Like I, I feel like to me, I could like see the pain in him as he said, no, the Jedi mm-hmm. are gone. They're dead. Just move on, hide, live a normal life, you know? So, and I think that's what made it intense. Cause like you're used to seeing him always helping people and not giving up. And that, scene to me at least was like that admittance that he was giving up oh i, I didn't think get you're the... muted austin oh we did we did oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah i didn't get the uh I, I i got a different vibe from him i got i got a vibe from him like a very stoic sort of this is just how it is right mm-hmm. not a not a pained vibe not a anything like that but this it's just this is this is where we are Right. I think and the pain you really, need to do this. I, I, I think the pain came in seeing him hung up. And, oh, and on display. I think that's where the pain and the moment came of the regret of I could have done more and I did not. Well, you know, I'm thinking about this more. Maybe what was so intense about that situation is 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 the other Jedi, I mean, let's be honest, was just a metaphor for who who he was. And so, so Obi-Wan is facing himself and ha- and it's, it's almost like himself saying, Hey, I need your help in being the person who I was. And, and he's turning it down. And I have to admit when, uh, when Jimmy Schmidt's uh, Bail Organa reached out to you and uh, you and Obi-Wan, I thought 100%, I thought 100% he was going to say yes. Like, I did not expect him to say no. And again, like, for me personally, like, there there was maybe confusion and, and a little pain and disappointment all mixed together when he did say no. 
Like it left it left me confused a little bit. There is a proof though that he should have said no and kept with it. But but I think the right answer is yes. I think the right answer absolutely is yes. And I think I think Obi-Wan knows the right answer is yes. Um and, and I think I think that's what I think that's what's so impactful about about uh Bail Organa going to the the cave and just calling him out (laughs) because that scene was, was tremendously impactful. And I love that, that bail just like jumps right back into him. Cause it's, it's like, it's like another having to face who you were type of moment that he had just faced in the desert with the, with the other Jedi. It's like a redo. Um, Well, so what I like is it's, a really great example of someone who's been a giver all their lives and they need to take a moment for themselves and literally protect their lives. And the takers are like, Hey, you need to go out and do this because I need more from you, even though it puts your life more on the line and I could totally have other resources, but I'm going to ask you. So that was it for me that it irritated me. <laughs> At the same time, the plot would not have moved forward if they didn't do it. But at the same time, it irritated I don't know. See, it, it made sense to me why Organa would go to Obi-Wan. Because, like, he, he oh, knows yeah. his importance, you know. And, like, it, it just made sense to me that well, he was like, I, I, I don't trust any, like, her life with anyone oh, yeah. else but yours, you know. Like... I- I get that, but he had other resources. And literally, the Inquisitors are like, you kidnapped a senator's daughter? Are you out of your mind? No. Yeah, well, they, did. they did. They did. Yeah, they approached yeah, they uh, the third sister and confronted her about that. And he really did have other resources that he didn't try first. And I think that irritates me, but I do get the emotional emergency he had. Well... And he went to the first person that he No, 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 no. I think it actually makes logical sense from Bale's perspective. Bale knows who Leia is. If he starts sending his entire army after her, there's going to be a couple things that happen. One, there's going to be like uh, internal Alderaan panic, and it's going to incite like uh, political uh, issues. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, he doesn't want a bunch of people internally in the Alderaan government or kingdom or whatever to, to investigate as to why uh, uh, they might've kidnapped her to begin with, because the actual reason is because there's a connection to Obi-Wan. And and if they find, if they find uh, uh, the girl, uh, they, they might learn more about who her, you know, actual father is and all that needs to be kept under wraps so I, I do agree about the father issue but the whole thing is, is literally she's a senator's daughter there's literally no more reason they need to kidnap her than that no well no 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 not not the kidnap part not it's 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 the truth that has to be protected because if if they send a bunch of alderaan detectives to go out there it's not just they're gonna it's not just the detectives uh, we'll go out there and find Leia and then bring her home. They'll find who these people are. They're going to want to investigate, hold them a trial, and that story will come out. It's, so so. I think from Bale's point perspective, 
the the truth of Leia being Vader's daughter is more important than just the traditional, you know, let's let's you know save a, a princess. I want to uh, weigh in something here on the kidnapping because there was one eye roll moment in this uh, in these first two episodes that I did have, and I shared my son shared it with me because he voiced it before I could first as a solid right in the middle of the generation gen Xer and a bass player. As soon as Flea's face popped up on that screen as a kidnapper, I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, it's Flea. But um, that chase through the forest. I mean, come on. They couldn't catch her. What was going on? <laughs> like, did you, I was like, my son was like, whatever. <laughs> Well, they're, yeah, they're showing her. They're showing her going through tree branches. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Look, it was pretty funny. You need suspension of disbelief in every single Star yeah. Wars movie. Like, yeah. like, like, who cares? Who cares? Um, yeah, that was. Uh, but the uh, I do like the fact that the kidnappers were basically, you know, on on mushrooms when they got found in that little room by the third sister. Yes. They were they were having a good time, <laughs> which probably wasn't that big of a stretch for Flea to. Uh, yeah. That 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 escape was truly beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed um, uh, I really enjoyed John Williams being back and doing the music. Uh, the the music just seemed to perfectly blend in with the story. Like there was nothing that uh, took me out of the uh the star wars experience like it just meshed perfectly um and and you know the mandalorian as an example has a very unique sound style that's different for star wars but i would i would say it it does mesh well with the star wars universe but whenever the music does pop on it almost takes me out of the story a little bit um and doesn't quite mesh as well as what john williams produces and i, I, I that's probably uh, they'll probably it's a pretty be, high bar. Though. I know, and I was just about to say that. Like, there's probably no way anybody could ever get get to that plateau. But um, but John Williams knocked it out of the park again. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think this entire series so far is a win. So yeah. far, I mean, they can, but it's theirs to mess up at this point. Oh yeah, because it's it's so well done right now that I think that um. Yeah, I, I think it's going to come out on top of, as oh, yeah. far as all of the spinoff series go. So, so obviously, this is the very beginning. We'll, we'll wrap back around maybe when this thing uh, uh, wraps up for for our thoughts as a, for a main event again. But between then and now, what do you think we'll see in this story? Well, you mentioned, you know, that you know Luke, right? You were expecting maybe a little bit more of him of the Luke thing than Leia. And I, I do not expect that. I don't expect to see Luke again at all because obviously, you know, there was no association before a new hope. So if there is any, anything regarding Luke, it'll be, you know, looking at him through binoculars again. I I don't really, I don't really see anything happening there. As far as the rest of the story, who knows? I mean, obviously you're going to get your Vader. Um, so there's going to be that, but I don't know how it's going to end up. I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll bet you that they both live, though. They got plot armor. Yeah. So, uh, 
I think we I think we will see a little bit more Luke because we haven't seen Aunt Beru in the story yet, and they brought her act uh, the same actress back. So we're gonna get some more Owen and Aunt Beru in there, and I like I like them in it. Um, I I would. It, How's he gonna get his toy? That's my question. Yeah, the toy the toy's there in episode four, so we know it gets to him. So you know what I would like to see? I would like to see Owen and maybe Aunt Beru uh, warn do do a warning about stay stay away from Ben. He's just a crazy old wizard. I would like to see something like that. Maybe maybe even recreate the uh, the episode four dinner table or breakfast table scene yeah. and have that conversation. Like stay away from him. He's just not a good, you know, person. That would be Spe- cool. That would Speaking be cool. of that ship with that, when that wing was sticking out of the bag, like as soon as it came on screen, my 13 year old goes, Hey, that's the same ship he was playing yeah. with when he was. And I was like, Oh yeah, I recognize you're that. Too. Right. <laughs> so, so what else do we think we'll see? R2. Oh, really? R two was C3PO. in this one. I think we'll yeah, see we saw R2. R2 was R two was in the background yeah. in the C- in that party scene. C3PO, no, R two was yes. there. How did I yeah. miss? C3PO's how did I miss that? I missed three PO and R two. I, yeah. I I missed R two. I saw three. I, yeah, I, I didn't see, but I saw three PO. Yeah. How how obvious was was C three PO? Like really obvious. Yeah, like he was the same golden guy. Yeah. Was he like front center in the screen? Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was um like translating for some aliens for for how long yeah. how long was he on the screen? It, it, don't you was, remember like, the, it was a cut like it was it was brief I'm, but it wasn't I'm, like flashing brief don't you remember the scene where um c3 the party? or where uh the party where leia was talking to her cousin about no, yeah uh, yeah i remember yeah, that right before she was right before that. well yeah. I, 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 must have, that. I must have been looking down at my drink or my <laughs> snacks or something in that exact you, moment yeah you see that protocol droid that leia was interacting with Okay, it was right, right before, before that. Yeah, was the was C three PO because as soon as uh, as soon as they transitioned to that droid, I I had a double take to say, oh wait, wasn't that three PO? And then it, huh. the second one was silver. Boy, that is that's cool. And R2's yeah, you're uh, you're you're not really paying all that much much attention. First, <laughs> yeah. you dish your wife, and then you yeah, uh, can't don't even notice C three PO because he's staring at the kids and eating popcorn. <laughs> right, staring. Wow, that 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 sounds bad. So we got we got Hayden Christensen at the very end of episode two. Mm-hmm. He he's he does not. Uh, there's there's almost nothing he that looks, looks recognizable. Like Vader, yeah. There's nothing recognizable about the old Anakin yeah. Skywalker, which hanging is, out in the back to tank. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He he looked a little jaded. <laughs> Ooh, burn. (laughs) Double burn. Pun intended. (laughs) Looks like he maybe got some sand in his armor. That that's the no wonder no wonder Obi-Wan's hiding on Tatooine then. (laughs) uh, All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts on the show. Anything? Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm just looking forward to the rest of it. I mean, yeah. this is what six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too short. It oh, is so short. I'm like, I mean, especially like, for as good as it is. Oh yeah, it's so good. I want like I double hope, that now. I hope this is not the last time we see the actress playing young Leia portraying young Leia. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I it, it, she's too good. I mean, this is yeah. they kind of got lightning in a bottle with that one. She almost stole the show a little bit. It was kind of it was unexpected. Yeah. 
Yeah, very good. I like how, like I said, I like how they came out the gate with her rather than rather than Luke. They just threw a curveball at us and they hit it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I don't think that I think that if they would have went with Luke, they would have had to found like about eighty different uh, retcons just to make it work. So here's the thing: is I think we're gonna get both. Because people want to see both, and I think we are going to get both. And I don't think we're going to get that much more Leia. I think we're going to, because otherwise it becomes too much like Mandalorian, where it's protecting a child through the whole series, and we've been there, done that, and we can't keep protect, like having someone protecting a child be the main focus of all of our Disney shows. Well, we're going to get. But we've been doing it for 40 years, so. We're going to get. Willow! We're going to get um, Vader's attention through this, and maybe Obi-Wan has to draw Vader's attention away from both Alderaan and Tatooine. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I can see that happening. But, like, Vader did know about Luke, because he's like, you're Luke Skywalker. He no. knew about his brother. He wow. Vader didn't know about Luke. He, he, he learned about Luke in, in Empire. Okay. No, 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 no. Um... So, so I think the question comes to if obvi- obviously Vader's popping up in this. Why did Vader stop hunting Obi Wan between the end of this TV show and Episode Four? And Vader on in Episode Four does one of the very first thing he says is, uh, "You should not have come back." Um. So why? So so the, I think the question that has to be answered is why did Vader stop looking for him? I well, I mean, you could explain it away as something as easy as the Empire is expanding so quickly, and Vader is, you know, doing other things. He has other responsibilities with the Empire. Um, he can't just go off chasing Obi Wan, or mm-hmm. maybe he thinks Obi Wan's dead at the end of this. At the end of this series, maybe no. he thinks Obi Wan is dead. Uh, having having so much speculation having a jedi uh out in the universe is top priority for the empire and for the emperor because they stopped everything to hunt down uh, luke skywalker so as soon as the emperor realizes that there's a jedi around that that's top priority so i don't i don't i don't i I respect your opinion but i don't i don't i I think we'll, we'll have to see how it goes yeah yeah so anyways uh Really loving it. Great show. And I'm looking forward to talking uh, about it again when the series wraps up. So, but hey, folks, thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, YouTube, or wherever else you find us next week. We're going to be talking Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. So make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 by going to anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You can also email us your thoughts to supernerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also share some thoughts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a share. But from all of us at supernerdpodcast.com, Stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun. This is... Bye, 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 bye.